0: Every superhero has their close confidants that help them achieve their goals, and Moon Knight is no different. Today on Night Night Spectre, we're talking about the original partner in crime fighting, Jean-Paul Duchamp, and and on-and-off-again lover, Marlene Alron.
1: Welcome to Night Night Spectre, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and splintered mind of Moon Knight.
0: I'm your host, Elizabeth.
1: And I'm Lawrence.
0: Welcome to the show. So one thing that we didn't really get from the Disney Plus series was a focus on Mark's comic book connections. And obviously for good reason, the show wanted him to be portrayed as this sort of like lone wolf, loathing anti-hero type, which is, you know, pretty accurate.
1: Yep, But first time comic book readers might be a bit shocked to find out that not only does Mark have a best friend that accompanies him on various missions, he also has an on-and-off-again, sometimes-creepy love interest. (laughs) So today on the show, we'll be talking about both of these characters and how they help shape Mark and Moon Knight.
0: But first, as always, let's get into some housekeeping. We'd love to hear from our listeners, so email us at nks at loreparty.com with your thoughts and questions, and you might just see them appear in a future episode. You can find Lawrence at Produced by underscore LK on Twitch and Twitter.
1: And you can find Elizabeth at It's Rizbif, I-T-S-R-I-Z-B-I-F on Instagram and Twitter.
0: And of course, you can connect with the Lore Party team on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at lore underscore party.
1: And now that we have that housekeeping out of the way... Download the new Bumble now.
0: So why'd we pick this topic? Well, not always present in the issues, Frenchie and Marlene are very much a part of Mark's origin as Moon Knight and have been the most consistent characters in the comics to stand alongside Mark Spector's Moon Knight. If Bushman takes credit for creating Moon Knight, these two should take credit for keeping him going. So let's get started.
1: Yeah, so the first thing we want to cover are just some simple details about both of these characters. Uh, so we'll start with Jean-Paul de I say de Champ de Champ, not French. Sorry, but, French people. <laughs> who is? A, so we'll start. We'll start with him, who's also he is affectionately dubbed Frenchy. But Jean-Paul de Champ, um, basically, before the start of the series, was in a relationship, got out of said relationship, and then joined the French Foreign Legion, and became a mercenary for hire. Uh, And this is where he just meets Mark Spector, who affectionately dubs him Frenchy, which by today's standards would probably be an insult.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It feels very like Cookie does to me. Like, you know, like people call the cook cookie. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I I would just be like, Yeah, no, don't call me Frenchie man.
0: <laughs>
1: as as a black guy, I I see the equivalent and and Mark Spector would get punched in the throat. <laughs> but you know, after um, like we mentioned, after he uh breaks off his relationship with the mostly uninteresting Isabel Crystal. It's a very uninteresting relationship. It does sort of sort I mean, of shape it. Ends
0: it ends in we'll get to that later. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so after he ends this semi-important, kind of important relationship, he joins the French French Foreign Legion, he meets Mark, they become friends, uh, they complete jobs together, and then eventually they uh, take a job by the ever-crazy and lovable person that we talked about on the last episode, Raoul Bushman. And that kind of kicks off all of the fun shit that we've mentioned about Mark's origin, you know, from accidentally being a part of a murderer of, uh, like, a bunch of people in a dig site and uh, getting powers of moon, the Moon Knight. Yeah. But Frenchie decides to stick by Mark after this, and he becomes, like, a very close confidant, and he is a, like, personal pilot. Of the Knight. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what a good friendship.
0: Love it. We me talk about Marlene. She is the daughter of Dr. Peter Allron, which in the comics is the archaeologist that gets killed by Bushmen. Um, whereas in, obviously, the Disney Plus show, it was Layla's dad.
1: Yes, who's still the better doctor.
0: <laughs> She's also a sister to Dr. Peter Allron Jr.
1: Because of why name your kid anything different?
0: No, you know, <laughs> ego and stuff. Uh, before meeting Mark, she is a divorcee of Eric Fontaine. And honestly, throughout the comic book, she's kind of had this like weird career path where she started out as a personal secretary for Stephen Grant and helped crime fighting, sometimes going undercover. Um, she worked as a social worker at Seaview Research Hospital. She worked at Spectre Corp. She worked at Play- uh, at Falcon Corp.
1: Also, she was an archaeologist before this.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, she like ha- I think her degree was like some arts thing, like, because I don't think.
1: She was like her dad. I don't think citizen.
0: she was educated to be an archaeologist. I could be wrong though. I might have.
1: <laughs> she was on. The, I might she, have
0: skimmed over that part.
1: She was on the dig sites,
0: uh, and you know, like I like, plot spoiler if you haven't run, read the Sun King run, but she's also a mother, um, and overall, she's very Daphne esque. I would say she's like she where she's like capable. But she's most likely the one getting kidnapped and needing saved.
1: Yes, because Moon Knight was written a very long time ago. And so this was, uh, this is not my call, but this was someone's basically like role of women in comic books is to be saved, which is absolutely ass. So, you know, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, Non-interesting background. When
0: we character. when we say Layla was such an upgrade and just like a chef kiss masterpiece compared to Marlene, this is this is why we're
1: what we mean. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise, um, uh, what's his name, Oscar Isaac, would have probably looked like a dick. Yeah, but we'll move into some distinctive personality features for both of these characters.
0: And again, we'll start off with Frenchy. Um, there. I love him just generally as a person. He is suave. He's adventurous. He's super smart and capable and has such a strong sense of loyalty. Like he, you know, going back to smarts, also common sense because he was the one that warned Mark, hey, maybe we should uh, not be taking this job with Raul Bushman. He is kind of crazy. Things could go south. We should probably like just not. Obviously he did he his warning fell on death ears, but and also kind of like you can't say no to Bushman, but
1: yeah. And he also uh Mark is just not easy to convince.
0: That's true. Mike is a little stubborn. Um but talented pilot, also talented, I guess, mechanic, because he also created the moon copter that he pilots to help Moon Knight. Yes. Which, because... like, amazing. I could not do that.
1: <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get yourself a friend that can fly a helicopter and shoot a gun and is also, like, a good listener.
0: Yeah, and is willing to babysit your kid, question mark, after you haven't seen him in a bit because that... he's been running a restaurant with his husband.
1: Yes, that's a big question mark. Oh, yes. Also, Frenchie is... uh Frenchie discovers himself during the whole course of the Moon Knight comic.
0: Yeah, there is it's the relationships that he holds in the beginning, which we'll get we'll get to when we get to the key relationships. But
1: Frenchie's Frenchie's cool. Yeah. Now on to Marlene. Woo. <laughs> on to Marlene Boo. and the, <laughs> the, the distinct personality features. And like, I'm not going to lie here. Not, <laughs> I'm very much not a huge fan of Marlene. We are just anti-Marlene people. But before anyone on the internet comes at me, I'm not a fan of Marlene because of how Marlene is written. I ultimately do respect Marlene's choices in the comic books, but goddamn, like, I mean, if it wasn't obvious that a bunch of, like, crusty old white guys wrote this character, I mean, come on now, it's it's very bad. But, like, <laughs> like... Marlene is definitely a character that's like capable beyond her years. Like, she was an archaeologist. You know, dad's a doctor, brother's a doctor. She's had one wild career path. She's done a lot of things. She's assisted a superhero on, you know, secret mission. She's been injured because of that and recovered. She's done a lot of stuff. Like, she's a strong, very strong, powerful person. Um, but like, she's she's really like one of the the role one of the multiple roles that she serves is basically like Mark's, and Mark and Moon Knight's like moral compass or guiding light. Most of the time, it's it's more focused on Mark because, well, she does go along with the Moon Knight thing. She kind of really hopes Mark grows out of it because like it's a dangerous thing.
0: Yeah, I think I think but we can honestly say that both Frenchie and Marlene have acted at one time or another or both at the same time as uh, Mark's like kind of like conscience
1: yes and it's like like it's one thing you go to find about Marlene it's like some for the most part she really doesn't want Mark to be she really doesn't want to be associated with Mark as Moon Knight just kind of keeps happening like they have a very on and off again relationship in the beginning it was more like yeah then a little bit after that, it's more like... Uh...
0: Yeah, in the beginning, she was very gung-ho and very passionate about helping and everything. And I think part of that was, you know, watching her father get killed at a dig site and then Mark being the one that, like, saves the day. I-, I think it just, like, you can... It takes a special type of person to be a superhero for a long time. And, and she's not that special type of person. She's... She needs a break.
1: <laughs> and I would just say, it's probably disheartening to follow someone who is pretty much at times puppeted by Kanchu. It's not... Oh, absolutely. Like, like there's that ideal of a superhero where, where it's like, this is cool, and then there's like a superhero that's basically like sort of owned and operated by a guy or a god that just don't give a fuck. So, So, like, that's gonna get... The paint's gonna peel off of that one pretty quickly, yeah. Um, <laughs> which in it, which it does. And, you know, ultimately, like Marlene and Mark, you know, while Marlene does operate in this role in Mark's life, their relationship is hella toxic from the very beginning. Like Marlene, I mean, it seems cool until you get to like, like, like for instance, on our previous episode we covered the uh, Arthur Harrow run the part we left out in that episode was the fact that Marlene was in that issue. It just, it just didn't matter because it started with Mark stalking her because she broke up with him and he went to where he knew she was going to be to him chasing her down with his Corvette only to get interrupted and go on a complete side mission. And then Marlene just goes and does her own thing. Not a very amazing relationship, but you know, Hey, ultimately in Mark's life, um, Marlene is probably the most human or normal thing that's going on with him. And which is which is kind of saying a lot with some of the discussions that we'll have earlier but or have later in the episode. But um she's very much represents like what Mark could have and how his life could be if he would just drop this moon night thing and live as a normal person.
0: Yeah. If you want to settle down, Mark, Marlene's uh, your girl.
1: But if you want to punch people in the face while dressed in white. Seems like no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is fine. You know, everybody has their boundaries. Super important. (laughs) Uh, But let's move on to key relationships. So for Frenchie, (laughs) Jean-Paul. Relationships for Jean-Paul obviously include Mark, since he's the one who gave him his nickname of Frenchie. Um And then, like, after the comics revealed that like Lawrence said, found himself and revealed that he was gay, um it all like we also discovered that he has secretly been in love with Mark, which congratulations for living in your truth, Jean paul.
1: yeah, but maybe stay away from Mark. That's not the person I'd fall in love with.
0: <laughs> some people just really like bad boys okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, it's literally a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God.
0: Then next we'll talk about Isabel Crystal, which is the first love interest, the one who leaves him, motivates him to go and join the...
1: French Foreign Legion?
0: Yeah, French Foreign Legion.
1: Maybe that's why they call him Frenchy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> LOL. I mean, hey. Um, she was secretly an agent for the DGSE intelligence. And she leaves him. He goes and does his thing. Uh, they have a reunion later because, you know, the theme is go back to your exes. That is the theme of Moon That
1: is the theme of Moon Knight. <laughs> the theme of Moon Knight.
0: <laughs> um, so they have like a really short reunion and things are looking up except for then Isabel gets killed by Cajun Creed, because she didn't deliver a shipment of cocaine.
1: First off, all of those words together are absolutely hilarious, minus the fact that she gets killed but she get killed by someone named Cajun or by the Cajun creed and for for not delivering a shipment of cocaine.
0: Yeah, I I don't know, man, but uh that like super motivated Jean-Paul to like take revenge and you know, be the one to serve out the justice this time. So he, him and him and Mark go and find him. Um, and when Cajun Creed <laughs> reveals that he had tortured Isabel for five days and all she would say was that she was planning to retire with him, like with jean Paul, that like ignites that that fuse and he uh, takes Cajun Creed out.
1: And see, this is why these two make these. This is why Mark and Frenchie are also good friends, because anyone else and any sort of like superhero continuity would be like, hey, man.
0: Yeah. And that's like, we talked about the sense of strong loyalty, like everybody that he loves, he is loyal to.
1: Yeah. So it's like Mark, you know, Mark was like, yeah, let's pull up on Cajun Creed and like kick his ass, you know, and kill him. But. You know, other superheroes would have been like, hey, man, if you do this, you're not going to be any better. It's like, fuck that. Get yourself a friend (laughs) that is like, nah, let's let's catch Creech and Creed right now. I know where they stay.
0: Mark is here for vengeance, okay?
1: I mean, yeah, he is. (laughs)
0: He literally is here for vengeance.
1: (laughs) He is the fist of vengeance, and this is perfect timing. I just imagine Mark putting it down in the newspaper and being like, vengeance, you say? (laughs) Sign me me up. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right, the next person we'll talk about is his... Second love interest, Chloe Tran, who I guess because he has a tendency of just finding people that have secret things about them, she's secretly a member of the Templar Knights.
1: Yeah, man is bad at picking a partner. Like everybody for the most part, except for maybe his husband, are just like, damn, dude, why? Yeah, I don't
0: I don't know, man. But she also is the one that reveals to him that he has powers as bloodline so that he can turn into his ancestors have all their abilities, memories, all that jazz uh, he's
1: like a walking assassin's creed person
0: I feel like that's a whole entire it's, explaining this feels like an entirely separate episode because it's just
1: a lot frenchie has got powers that's all you need to know he's got bloodline powers It's like the uh, the um, God the hedge fund baby of powers.
0: Yeah, and it's it's very uh, vague on whether he actually still has those powers or if it's just if it's not accessible if they were like taken away when he got injured and some other uh, very vague. Like you know again again theme of Moon Knight
1: (laughs) is always very vague.
0: And the last person we'll talk about for Jean Paul is. Rob Silverman, which is Frenchie's partner in life and in business. They opened a restaurant and table together. Um, he also happened to be Mark's physical therapist. So
1: finally, someone that's like doesn't yet have a dark secret in, in this comic book. So it doesn't like,
0: yet. That's a keyword. <laughs> right.
1: Someone someone may write this in the future, but like, yes, yeah, shout out to Frenchie for finally finding someone who doesn't suck because like that is rare in Moon Knight. Yeah, And so now moving on to Marlene. Marlene also has a lot of key relationships that we mentioned before. Um, but, you know, in typical comic book fashion that was written a long time ago, some of these key relationships got waxed. So we'll start with the uh, key relationships that got waxed, both of which are her family members. So both Dr. Peters, Dr. Peter Aldrin and Peter Jr., both both, both uh, both are, you know, good key relationships to start off with. First, Dr. Peter was her father, who was the archaeologist that she was with when the whole Bushman incident went down. Bushman brutally murders the man in front of her, and then Mark saves her, only for the entire events of Moon Knight to happen. And then after that, she falls in love with Mark, and then all blah, this blah, other blah. stuff yeah all, time. <laughs> yeah all this all this other stuff happens so um you know we can say that that first that first um connection really affected her because this was what drove her you know willingness to participate in uh, Mark's uh, activities as Moon Knight and why she was like a powerful support system for him in the beginning and then you have Peter Jr who and Dr.
0: Peter Jr. to you, sir.
1: Peter Jr.'s sounds like a <laughs> restaurant. But we have Peter Jr.'s coming up, Dr. Peter Jr.'s. And, um, you know, he experiments on someone and creates the villain known as Morpheus. Yes. And not Morpheus from... Not Morbius. I was going to say Morpheus from The Matrix, but... <laughs> either way, it's still Morbin time. <laughs> it's... <laughs> So her brother, her brother creates the first instance of Morbin time and eventually like has to eventually has to sacrifice himself to cancel out Morpheus's powers. She doesn't kill Morpheus and Morpheus comes back several times. This is also, you know, this, this whole confrontation involves Mark and Moon Knight. So both members of her family somehow get involved with Mark and end up dead. So, like, you know, I will say that while it may not be explicitly stated in the comics, it this does sort of come back and shape her view of Mark in, in like, more recent publications. Mm-hmm. But moving on, her next connection is obviously Frenchie. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're the the three musketeers of, of crime fighting. So they're obviously going to have a connection. Um, you know, as you mentioned, Frenchie's willing to watch the kid. Um they both they both um are mark's moral moral compass they you know they operate together,
0: yeah, and after uh Jean paul got like really critically injured in one of their missions, Marlene was the one who took him to the doctors and everything, so they're pals,
1: yeah, she did not drop him in front of a statue of a god, no <laughs> she learned her <laughs> lesson yeah, <laughs> and then. Um, uh, the big obvious one is Mark, but with Mark, we're also going to say Jake and Steven for reasons, for, for a lot of reasons. Like obviously Mark is, you know, the, the key relationship. He saves her life. They fall in love. They have a great relationship. Psych. They saves her. They fall in love. They have a wild ride of a relationship. There's a point where, uh, in the comics where it was written, where he was more so not, Mark with DID, but Mark, who is just taking on different personas, like different undercover personas. uh, She was more, there was a time where she was like more into the Stephen Grant persona uh, than anything. Um, Then there was one of the more recent uh, issues that we will go into, probably in a later episode where we find out that after a split between Mark and um Marlene, that she is uh, not done with everybody in this collective trio of people. She, she is.
0: missed Mark so much that she was willing to be like, Jake Lockley, come here, dude.
1: Yeah, so Jake Lockley locked it down. <laughs> in so sec- many ways. <laughs> in secret. <laughs> and then everybody found out because of the next key relationship, which is Deatrice Orin, uh Marlene and um Jake Lockley's daughter. <laughs> yeah. We won't go we won't go into it too much, but yes, that is a thing.
0: <laughs> There's just so much around that. <laughs> when we when we get into the uh Sun King run, y'all are It's a wild ride.
1: Yeah. A lot to talk about? Yes. Yes. This was an A-O-what moment for me, but yeah. what (laughs) It was like, but yes, that's a good way to, (laughs) it was a crazy situation.
0: I'm not gonna lie, the first time I read that I laughed.
1: Yeah, I did. Very (laughs) hard. I did too, because I was like, yo, wow. So yeah, those are all of Marlene's key relationships. And I think that about wraps it up for key relationships. We're we're going to, now that we dropped this ball on you, we're going to take a quick break so you guys can grab a bourbon and recover. All of our (laughs) listeners that aren't old enough to drink bourbon. Don't do that. Yes, grab an apple juice and recover. If you're driving,
0: don't do that either. (laughs)
1: Yes. Matter of fact, yeah. Everybody, if you're watching at home, grab a bourbon. If you're not, grab water.
0: Drink responsibly. PSA. Okay. now to the
1: sponsors. (laughs) We'll be right back. All right. Hopefully you had a good swig of your drink.
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, hopefully that sponsor ad, sponsored ad was relevant to you. So now we're going to talk about, at this part of the show, we want to talk about the motives. So what motivates our, our characters? How do they function? We will start with our man, Jean-Paul.
0: Jean-Paul.
1: A.K.A. Frenchie. Um, we'll, I'll say in the beginning, like pre Mark. Frenchie was motivated by his pursuit of new life and adventure. Yeah. Which, I mean, I feel like you have to be to join the French Foreign Legion and become a mercenary and a helicopter pilot.
0: Yeah. Uh, like Adventure has always been a part of Jean-Paul.
1: Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, when you get out of a relationship, this was his eat, pray, love. Get out of a relationship, start shooting at people with a gun.
0: Then get tired of doing it officially and then go get paid for it.
1: Right. And then, uh, you know, like, when, so, so, yes. <laughs> that ain't, that ain't hey, those are good, those are good breakup plans. I Except for shooting at people. Maybe just go to a gun range. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, after that, you know, like this, this adventure leads him to meeting Mark and they develop this close friendship. And within it, Frenchie finds this new lease on life. He's able to do good. He's able to assist this superhero, uh, you know, while fighting crime. And he starts to discover a little bit more about himself. You know, hence he was in love with Mark. Yeah. So like Frenchie is, I, we, I think we could both agree that Frenchie is just purely motivated by adventure and discovery. I think when one, when one door closes for Frenchie, like, six more open up.
0: The man has possibilities.
1: Yeah, owning a restaurant, shooting at people, flying a helicopter, falling in love.
0: A, a renaissance man, if you will. Yes.
1: <laughs> Frenchie is dope.
0: Absolutely. Marlene, on the other hand. <laughs> Girl. Uh, her motivation to, like encompass it in just a phrase is love, lust, and career growth. <laughs> it truly is. She is going after her man in whatever form and fashion that is. And her career her like obviously she's changed jobs a bunch. She's gone up that ladder president of mergers and acquisitions. What? Yes. Get it girl. I'm here for the I'm here for breaking the glass ceiling and just doing whatever the hell you want. But that is really like like she obviously, she likes helping people as well. She likes the thrill of helping Moon Knight, the justice that he's bringing for a very long time until she kind of gets that it stops being a motive. Like she's still like, yeah, she's not now against helping people, but she knows that she cannot, she doesn't have anything else to sacrifice.
1: And when you get critically injured, it's like you know you start yeah. like you you that that whole sort of um rush into things head first like kind of reckless attitude like starts to become less attractive to people
0: yeah, and I mean you can only get kidnapped and saved so many times before you start being like, this is old. Like this is why I'm like, oh, she's very Daphne ass because it reminds me of Daphne and like the, the people version where she like leaves and then is now as martial arts like master because she was tired of getting taken away. Yeah. Like Marlene, go get them skills. Right. Come back and then, well, I guess live your life. Don't do whatever you want, girl. <laughs> but.
1: Career growth, finding a stable relationship, and love.
0: Yeah. And then, like, that love extends obviously to the partners that she has, but also ends up ultimately revolving around her daughter as well. Yeah. Because, you know, your children are super important to you and you want what's best for them. So the decisions that she makes ultimately are motivated by protecting
1: her. And she's a banging ass mom. We will say, I'll say that. She's a good ass mom. Ain't gonna lie. Kid got here by questionable means, but she takes care of that kid. So, shout out to Marlene. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm never going I'm never going to shit on Marlene's parenting skills because she makes some like she makes some fucking killer ass calls.
0: And some of them are sacrificing the things that she I mean, like all parents do. Sometimes you sacrifice for yourself to in order for your kid. So,
1: yeah. I mean, ultimately she makes a decision that um Mark is just too goddamn dangerous. Yeah. And then she's like, we're out. Me and the kid, you stay here. And it's that's perfectly reasonable. I'm not trying to put my kid in that fucking danger where you got a metahuman human fire guy and this freaking dude that just keeps coming back to life. <laughs> it's like, no, no, thank you. Mark, go away. Right. You're not killing this family member. You've already got two. Right. Right. <laughs> that's, why yeah, I I just... that's why I didn't name her Peter. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, good thing we can. Now that we've gone over, you know, all of the possible motives for both Jean-Paul and Marlene, we can go into the key conflicts for those characters. And so starting off with Jean-Paul, you know, I feel like just like Mark doing dumb shit is his key conflict, like arguably. So but like on, on a on a serious note, Um, the conflicts for him really stem from his relationships with others, like we said before, due to his loyalty to those that he loves, like he is, his connection to Isabel causes him to seek out and ultimately kill Cajun Creed, just like helping Mark in general, whether as Moon Knight or as a friend has put him into a lot of danger. And like, ultimately he lost the use of his legs while at Mark's mansion, which is a whole ordeal in and of itself but like that obviously that is a huge huge conflict to yeah. not to then be l- not able to yeah. live your life.
1: Yeah, I mean honestly like being around Mark has put him in has forced him to face a lot of like trials and tribulations in his life, some good, some absolutely fucking terrible like that. The, yeah. Like the legs thing. But but yeah, like i would agree there's there's a there's a lot there there's a lot of there's a lot that revolves around frenchie um specifically i feel like with key conflicts marlene on the other hand there are eh, i guess there's there's a lot of key conflicts her key conflicts i feel like are 100 percent mark yeah it's mark not going away mark killing all our family mark popping up technically one yeah. Okay, but yeah, uh, uh, Mark being there, <laughs> Mark, like you can only see so many family members die when there's one person around. Why does everything I touch die? <laughs> like, why? I'm like, why are you always here when a member of my family dies, man? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know omens. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, Mark. Like, yeah, Mark is a, is a hero, but his actions do put a strain on Marlene, like from either putting her just in mortal danger, critically injuring her, getting her kidnapped on multiple occasions, love child, all of, you know. Yeah. All of, like, dealing with, like, if she's not literally, Marlene's life with Mark is, if I'm not dealing with Mark, I'm dealing with someone who's fucking associated with Mark. And that's fucking annoying. It's like I can't get a breather because when I break up with this dude, either he's gonna chase me down with his Corvette or I'm gonna get kidnapped by someone who's like, ah, I'm this will stick it to Mark Spectre. Yeah. <laughs> and sticking it to Mark Spectre while it is you know, several villains' pastimes. Maybe give the girl a break. Right. She's got a life.
0: This is a very, very good reason why, you know, superheroes have their secret identities and they don't let the people that they're fighting against know who they're close to.
1: Yeah, Moon Knight.
0: That
1: (laughs) happened. I'm like, bro, you only have three people, like two other people to protect. Come on now. Right. But (laughs) it's a good transition into the final part of our episode, which are just the general moral messages that these two characters play in the life of Moon Knight. And honestly, at the top of this episode, I wanted to say that we should have called this episode The Tale of Two Cities because it is generally, like, the best time, <laughs> of <worst in> times, the worst of times.
0: Only if it's said in the Oscar Kakashka voice.
1: It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> and, like, literally, this these are what these two characters represent. You know, like, starting with Frenchie, like... Frenchie is the best of times. <laughs> we'll just say fr- Frenchie, or at least the better of times. <laughs> yeah. He is his the moral message that that Frenchie portrays throughout the comic book series is it's never too late to find yourself, and good friends push you to be the best and support you through your worst moments. Frenchie is very much the character of like like Frenchie. Like I said, doors close on Frenchie's face. Frenchie finds new doors, and they're better doors. Gold doors. And there's opportunity inside. And that's why I fuck with Frenchie.
0: Even when life is coming at him hot. Yeah. He can survive it. He's a trooper.
1: Getting superpowers, finding a husband, opening up a restaurant, moon captor, all the cool stuff. Killing somebody named the Cajun Creed. Then we have Marlene.
0: Marlene. So, moral messages from Marlene, at least from my point of view. First and foremost, leave toxic relationships. (laughs) Your ex is your ex for a reason. You cannot fix other people. Because what we didn't talk about in her relationships thing is her ex-husband eric because she does not she goes back to him as well during during the comic book runs at one point too so that's just like her mo is just leaving people and then going back to them stay strong leave the toxic relationship
1: don't punch those losers in their bird chest and (laughs) keep moving (laughs)
0: Listen to your first instinct and don't get trapped in the same cycle.
1: But, you know, ultimately, every superhero has, you know, some sort of some sort of connection, you know, connections or support, whether it's sidekick, like, you know, people that provide them information, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Moon Knight's, you know, Moon Knight is no different. It's just that he has a very unique relationship with the people that. Um, are his main supporters you know whether it's um you know them confiding in him them accompanying him on secret missions or um you know him tag teaming up with a one of his supporters to beat up a guy with a hilarious name because it's for revenge right it's a very he's got a very interesting um you know set of people in his corner I mean there are more people obviously besides these two and I think um the beauty of Moon Knight is that he takes a very unique approach to these people
0: absolutely like well like you said there's more people like when we get into the Lemire run we'll talk about you know Crowley and Gina more in depth since they are also a part of that as well but all like I think one of the like, main things of that run is his, the support that he gets from those that are around him so that he can, like, he doesn't have to do these things alone. They're, I mean, obviously, everybody has things that they have to do alone and he has his fair share as well, but he doesn't have to do everything alone.
1: Right. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times for Moon Knight.
0: But he got through it because he had friends. Very true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and with that, This is the truth learned, that being Moon Knight is not a curse, nor a state of penance. It's simply who and what he was always meant to be. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. It really helps us grow the show. Be sure to connect with us on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at lore underscore party. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you under the blue moon.